just mere men here trying to get by, but we are spirit people born again by the power of the living God to have access and right away into the presence of God. Well, whether we feel it emotionally or not, God, we have right standing with you. We have access to the throne of heaven. Wow. God, help us understand and know that clearer. Lord, even as Paul prayed for the Ephesian church, for, for the church period, the letter written to the Ephesian church, Lord God, that the eyes of our understanding be enlightened. We might know the hope of your calling. Jesus, we magnify you. Thank you, Lord, for this time of worship. Thank you, Lord, for what you desire to do in us. And God, we just declare today in this place, change. We declare in this place, change. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen. Hallelujah. Today, uh, there's a lot of stuff going on this morning here that I'm excited about. Today is Move Up and Graduate Sunday. So what that means is, it's Move Up Sunday when our kids in our elementary age move up, and uh, all our kids, if they're at the next place in uh, ministry, they move up, and it's also the Sunday we're going to honor our graduates. And as I was uh, studying that and meditating on that this week, uh, the Lord really spoke to my heart when I said, when I was typing out, this is Move Up and Graduate Sunday, and He said, Todd, that's not just an event, that's a declaration. He said, I want you to make that over the church, that this is move up and graduation Sunday. You know, and as we were in worship, I had a couple of different uh, words that came to me. Caitlin came and said that, uh, that there was restoration going on. The Lord, there's restoration here and said that that song by Mary, Mary, these shackles on my feet, take these shackles on my feet so I can dance. She, she said she just saw people kicking the shackles off and then Josh came up. And said that he felt like the Lord was saying to him about uh, the prodigal son, th- those who have walked away and have gone away, and the Lord's there, and he says, come home. Come on, which goes right with restoration. Amen. And uh, I just really feel the Lord is saying that it's, it's time to move up. It's time to go to the next place, to graduate out of that place you're in. And here's what I know, is it's easy to get comfortable. 
Amen. It's easy to get comfortable where we are doing what we're doing and not uh, understand that God is desiring for us to constantly be moving up in Him. So I just make that declaration, not just over our students, but over us individually, over us corporately as a ministry, that it's Move Up Sunday. Amen? And uh, I'm excited about that. So with uh, that, I want to read a passage of Scripture, um, John, uh, Romans chapter 12, verse 9 through 13. I've read this before from the New Living Translation. I love it because I like how clear it is. I like what it says and the way it says it. Romans 12, the first part of Romans 12, we all know, it's very familiar, where he says, I beseech you, brothers, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. Don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. But here in the last part of uh, the middle part of Romans chapter 12, near the end, it says, verse 9, this is the new living. It said, don't just pretend to love others, really love them. Hate what is wrong, hold tightly to what is good. Love each other with genuine affection and take delight in honoring each other. Never be lazy, but work hard and serve the Lord enthusiastically. Rejoice in our confident hope. Be patient in trouble and keep on praying. <laughs> I love that. I love the end there, verse 12, where it says, um, Rejoice in our confident hope. Be patient in trouble and keep on praying. <laughs> Sometimes that's what you got to do. When you're being patient in trouble, you just got to keep on praying. Just understanding who we're in relationship with. So as I was meditating on this passage of Scripture, I want to uh, just say it, it made me think of Jonathan and Dawn. Jonathan and Dawn have been over our children's ministry pretty much from the beginning. They've been children's ministry here at the river. And uh, today we're excited because there's a transition taking place just as we're having Move Up Sunday and we're having Graduate Sunday. There's a transition taking place that that uh, our children's ministry, the River Kids, is transitioning from Jonathan and Dawn to Stephen. So Stephen is going to be over uh, from our elementary age all the way through high school age. He said, I'm going to try to get him right. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But uh, it's been in his heart. He's praying about it. And uh, we've met. I've met with Jonathan and Dawn, met with Stephen, and uh, and they've met together, and I'm excited about this time of transition in our church, that they've built and built, and they've been there, and they've been faithful. So as I was thinking about them and thinking about this passage in Romans 12, I want to just point out a couple of things, and I'm going to call Jonathan and Dawn up because we're going to do move up. We've got kids that are moving up. We're going to call them up. But it's, so as I was looking at this, uh, <clears throat> there are things that really jumped out to me about Jonathan and Dawn and the River Kids Ministry and what they've been doing back there. The first thing, it says, don't just pretend to love others. Really love them. Man, to me, that's paramount. That's what this world is hungry for. That's what our kids are hungry for. And if we can give them that foundation of being loved, hello? If we can give them that foundation of being loved as who they are, right where they are, not when they get to a certain place or a certain age or anything like that, but loving them right where they are. And what excites me is that's our desire here, and that's what we're passionate about here, from the babies to get loved on and hugged and kissed in the nursery to our toddlers to elementary-age kids to our junior and senior high school. But it says don't just pretend to love, really love. And I've watched them over the years really love our kids, love on our kids and, and uh, 
really act like the kids sometimes, Jonathan. So, <laughs> they really love on our kids. The next thing it says this, <clears throat> he says uh, in verse 9, hold tightly to what is good. And I've seen they've had a desire to teach our kids to, to do practical application to hold tight to what is good. That's the foundation. That's what's going to carry our young people, whether it be elementary school. You know, it's amazing to me to look at what kids face today. I mean, kids are facing in elementary school what we used to face in middle and high school. And it's not a coincidence. You can see through time, if you watch the attack of the enemy, he started with the adults. He went all the way down to the babies. And we're in a place now where he's attacking the young people harder. You know why? Because he's trying to stop that generation that's going to rise up. And just as we were singing today, that's going to rise up and be that generation that ushers in the presence of God, that ushers in the return of the Lord. We see it through history. He's tried to kill babies. You know, abortion is not a new thing. He tried to kill babies from the beginning. Moses, look at Moses. Look at Jesus when he killed the first, uh, when they killed the, uh, all the babies when they were trying to kill Jesus because Herod had heard there was a king rising up and he didn't want it to lose his throne. Are you hearing me? And we see it again, their onslaught on our young people. It's so important that they're taught the word of God. They're taught to hold tight what is good. It says, love each other with genuine affection. Take the light, uh, hold, I'm sorry, hold tightly to what is good. Love each other with genuine affection. And take delight in honoring one another. Never be lazy, but hardworking. Serve the Lord enthusiastically. And I've seen them do that. I've seen them serve the Lord enthusiastically. I've seen Jonathan lose his dignity for our kids. And that's a good thing. That's a good thing to say. You know what? I'm more concerned about you learning something and knowing Jesus than I am what everybody thinks about me. And I've absolutely seen them do this, keep on praying. <laughs> I've seen them keep on praying. So as I was looking there in Romans chapter 12, and I was looking at 9 through 12 and, and meditating on this, and the other thing that I want to do right here, it says, take delight in, in honoring each other, verse 10. That's something they've always done with our young people as they move up. They've honored our young people. And uh, they've, we've given them a Bible, and, and we encourage them when they graduate out of River Kids, but I've, I want today to just take time to honor Jonathan and Dawn for what they've done, how they've given to our kids, how they've sacrificially, it's been the good times, it's been the hard times, there's been the times when it was Jonathan and Dawn and one other set of teachers, and Dawn would look at me with her eyes crossed, but they were faithful, and they loved, they loved our kids. I mean, it, it, was, it would bless me, I would be talking to them, and, and Dawn would say, yeah, I texted someone or called someone the other day who hadn't been here in a while just to tell them that we loved and we missed their child and we was thinking about it. I'm like, man, that's awesome. That's investing, not just in here when it's seen, but outside of here. And uh, so I'm so thankful that they've been uh, willing and been faithful and served not just the river, but the Lord. And uh, so we want to honor them. We didn't want it to be, well, we just change of guards and somebody else takes over. I wanted to take time to say, Lord, we thank you for, for what Jonathan and Dawn have done, how they've served our kids. We're excited. The foundation they've laid in, um, in River Kids that Stephen has to build on as he takes over that. We're really excited about that. As I said, they've met. They had, uh, if Stephen meets, there's going to be dinner involved most of the time. 
but they, <laughs> they had dinner together, and they, they met and talked about this time of transition, so we're really excited about that, and uh, so I'm going to ask Jonathan and Dawn to come up, and we're going to... Uh, When I talked with Jonathan, he said, man, this is bittersweet. He said, it's exciting, but it's, it's very difficult as well because this has been what we do, what we do. And I said, well, here's what I want you to know. Kids ministry is not who you are. It's what you did. So you'll still be here. You'll still be connected. And he's still going to help in the children's ministry. But it's not, see, this is so important. Man, we've got gifted musicians and and singers, and we've got gifted workers, but that is not who you are. It's what you do in love offering back to the Lord. If we get our identity from what we do, then if anyone else starts to do it, then we, for, we don't know who we are. If I, don't, if I don't have the right identity of who I am as a pastor or leader here in the church, and someone else has, has the ability to lead or speak, and they can do it better than me, you know what I'll do is I'll shut them down and run them off because my identity is in what I'm doing. That kills ministry when we don't understand who we are because we don't allow other people to be who they are. And uh, so I'm excited that Jonathan knows that he, he loves, he has loved and continues to love our young people, but it's not who he is. It's, it's what he's done unto the Lord. Amen. Ooh, boy. <laughs> well, first of all, thank my wife for helping me all this time. This actually started, give me one second. Get this. <clears throat> it started a long time ago before we were here. My journey with Todd has been probably going on 15 years now. And the Lord gave the Lord gave Dawn and I passion for kids a long time ago. So we said, "All right, cool, kids. I like it. I I can get with them. I, I'm down here, so that's my level. I like it. And I've always liked kids because kids are simple. If you're straightforward and you're honest with them." and you earn their trust by being real with them, then they'll accept what you say, and they'll take it as truth, and you can teach them where, as you deal with adults, there's years and years of other stuff you have to contend with. And Ty's known me for going on 15 years, and I don't have the temperament for that. Well, I didn't, anyway. So the Lord's been working on it. So we're... Thank the Lord, we're at a place now that uh, we can pass this off to Stephen. I know Stephen. I know his heart. I know he lo absolutely loves the kids and the teenagers. And I have no reservations about saying, "Brother, here's the torch. I want you to to run with it, and we got your back." You know, when we talked, that was the thing. I tried to make sure that I let Stephen know, is you know, hey, this is. I'm not going anywhere. I got your back, you know. So in this, you know, the Lord has just taken me to a whole other place in my life the past couple of years. So this is a this is a welcome blessing for Dawn and I and for the kids because 
my heart is to see them get the best and to see them succeed. And it, like Ty said, that's not about me. I don't care. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I, I'm here for, for them, and I'm here to do what, what the Lord has laid out before me. So with that, today, um, a couple of our kids that are moving up aren't here. Who's, who's not here? Noah and Jared are not with us today, so they don't get the luxury of coming up here and getting the long spill. But um, uh, I'm, I'm actually, usually I have this really long word for each kid, and the Lord directed me to do something a little different today. So I'm going to let Dawn talk to the kids, and then I got, I'm going to say what I got to say to both of them. So. And we have... Um Sarah Snuffer, I'll let you come up first. See, we've trained them that they're supposed to hug us. They know this. <laughs> Let's see. Sarah, we have, let me give you this. It's got your name on it and everything. We've had Sarah since probably maybe second grade, I think, and we have had the honor of just watching her blossom into this beautiful young woman and also mature a lot because back in the beginning, Sarah was a little wild and, you know, <laughs> it's all part of being younger. And as she has grown, she has matured tremendously. And during praise and worship, you know, just asking the Lord, you know, give me something for these kids because I just felt like I haven't gotten anything. I'm like, you know, I know how they, I know their personalities, I know them, you know, but what do you want them to know? And one thing that God revealed to me is your boldness. You are very bold. You are not afraid to tell somebody what you think or how you feel. And he wants you to take that and be a leader with that because he sees you as a leader. That boldness, he wants you, said, be bold for me. I wrote be bold for him, but, you know, be bold for me. That's what he wants from you because he laid this boldness in your heart. This, this, you don't have a fear of saying what you think. And that can be a very, very good quality in, a, in the right position, the right leadership position when you're trying to lead somebody to God. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. So I cannot wait to see what Mr. Stephen here accomplishes in the youth with you as you grow more because, you know, we're not going anywhere. You're stuck with us. So, you know, you're, we're always going to be around. We're always going to be here to encourage you, to love on you, and hug you because, you know, that's how we roll. But do you have anything for Sarah? Okay. Oh, we're going to go with Mariah? Okay. Mariah, come on up here. One thing I always try to do, especially with knowing the kids, I try to find the Bibles that fit their personalities. And I looked up and down for a purple Bible for Mariah because she loves purple. So that was the closest I could get to purple. But it, it just spoke to me. 
Mariah's another one we've pretty much had, I think since the beginning with you, I think right around kindergarten or first grade, we've had you. And you have always been very quiet, kind of, you know. <laughs> Having Stephen as your daddy, that's kind of shocking to people, but, but really, she, she's always been a quiet one. And as the years have passed, you know, watching you, I have watched your gifts develop. And call it a, maybe from your mama, but you are a worshiper. And during praise and worship, you know, the Lord gave me for you. He said, I have placed a song in your heart. And I feel like that means that he wants you to continue to worship. Like, this is a gift for you that, you know, you're going to follow in your mama's footsteps and you are going to worship God through all the nations. That's, that's me. That's, that wasn't completely, you know. <laughs> the I placed a song in your heart was from him, but the, other, the rest of it's me. But again, you know, watching, especially these ones, since we've had them for so long, watching them grow and mature, and, you know, even the other ones coming up, you know, I mean, we've had some of these for a while, too, and just watching how they grow and mature and mold into the gifts that are given to them, it's just been such a blessing to be here, to be part of it, and encourage it. And, you know, same thing we told Sarah, I told Sarah, you know, we will always be here for you. You can always come and hug on us, but you better always come and hug on us. And we will always be here to encourage you. Love you. Okay. <clears throat> so, this is the last time I get to do this. I get, Stephen gets to do it next. So, as I was thinking this through... For the past couple weeks, man, I think it'd be this hard. I asked the Lord. I said, "Help me, uh, show me what you want me to share that will leave something with these young people that they can take with them." So, as I thought, prayed, listened to the Lord, I said. I'm, you know, I'm listening. So, I really feel like the Lord laid on my heart. There's two verses. It's kind of funny because it goes along with something Ty was saying a few minutes ago. But this is something, and those of you that have never been back there, it's funny because I, I coach football. So, I always reference football when I'm teaching. This is this, is this, this is that. That's what I do with my young men. So, we're not in a church environment when we're on a football field. So, it, it's very different, but the one thing that I carry with me is my passion for the Lord and my passion for children. That's why I coach. So I always tell my young men, look, there's a, there's a verse that says, I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. It's Philippians chapter four, chapter 4, verse 13. Giving it to them in a different perspective because I'm trying to teach them to be men, to play football. So how do we overcome adversity? Well, that is what the Lord showed me is these Bibles that you have right here, they're not just history books. It's not just a, a coffee table piece. It is, it is real. It's life. It's the instructions that you need 
and the instructions are there to get you through from now to forever. Okay? Because the older you get, the more you're going to find in life that you're going to face things and you're going to go, I don't know what to do. I don't know how to do this. I don't know how to overcome this situation. What do I do? Who do I turn to? Who do I trust? You can always turn back to the Lord to get those answers. And sometimes when you pray, maybe not everybody, but when I pray, sometimes I'm going, man, I just wish I could hear the Lord's voice right now and be patient, keep praying. What he was talking about in Romans, sometimes you you go, Lord, are you there? Are you listening? Can you hear me? What's going on? I don't feel like I'm getting any answers. And in those prayers, in that time where you're worshiping and spending time with the Lord, pick your Bible up. Be sensitive to listen to what the Lord says to you. He'll direct you to what he has to say because his words are in these Bibles, in these books. They have life. It's like it's something that's alive. It's not just the book with pages and numbers and words written on it. Too many times in my life, I have forgotten this own message that I'm giving you right now and found myself floundering like a fish out of the water going, holy crap, what do I do? What do I do? And the whole time, God was right there going, hey, I'm ready. I'm right here. If you just, if you just chill out, take a step back, listen to me, get in my word. And stop looking and seeking everywhere else. The answer is right there the whole time. Okay? So I'm going to give you this. And this is the, if, if you don't start anywhere else, I want you to start here. This has been the verse that has helped me to be who the Lord's made me be today. Okay? Because of a lot of obstacles I had to overcome in my life because of my own choices. And this was one of the first verses, the, the first chapters in the Bible to, that the Lord really brought me to after I had met Todd, came to church, threw up deuces, said, I'll see you later, Todd, rolled out, did exactly what I'm telling you guys. I was like, well, I didn't, get to, I didn't get the answers I thought I was looking for. But when I really came back and said, Lord, I'm ready. I'm ready this time. I'm not looking for a church. I'm looking for your face. I'm tired of not having the answers. This was the, this was the passage that the Lord showed me right away. It's 1 Corinthians chapter 13. If I could speak all the languages of earth. And this is the New Living Translation, by the way. For those of you like Samuel who don't read this, that's why I got him a New Living Translation Bible. That's what you guys have. So don't don't. It's easy to read. That's why I read it. It's easy, okay? If you could speak all the languages of earth and of angels but didn't love others, I would only be a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. If I had the gift of prophecy and if I understood all of God's secret plans, how cool would that be? To know every secret plan that God had, right? And possessed all knowledge... And if I had such faith that I could move mountains but didn't love others, I would be nothing. So think about that. You had all the knowledge. 
you knew every little secret that God had, and you, you didn't have love for other people, then it would mean nothing. Nobody would care. Okay? If I gave everything I have to the poor and even sacrificed my body, I could boast about it or brag about it. But if I didn't love others, I would have gained nothing. And this is where it gets good right here. Okay? Because this is where it makes you prove that you believe what this passage says. And this is not easy. Okay? This is the hard part right here. Just being real with you. Without God, you, you won't be able to do this if you don't put God in this. Okay? Love is patient. I told you I'm not patient, remember? And kind. Love is not jealous or boastful or proud or rude. It does not demand its own way. It is not irritable. Do not ask Ms. Dawn if I'm irritable. Okay. And it keeps no record of being wrong. Now, how hard is that? Somebody comes up, they do something to you, and you just have to let it go. That's not easy to do. I, I, I'm old, and it's not easy to do, okay? So you guys are young, I'm telling you, all right? It does not rejoice about an injustice, but rejoices whenever the truth wins out. Now, this is the good part right here. Love never gives up, never loses faith, is always hopeful, and endures through every circumstance. So no matter what you face, the Word tells us that God is love, right? Right? That's in that Bible right there. So if God is love, this is talking about love, how love overcomes all of this. So what they're saying is if you have God on the inside of you, you have love on the inside of you. And with God, with that love, no matter what you face in life, you can overcome it. Okay? But it has to be with God. It has to be with God. Okay? That's the only way. And then we're going to skip through the rest of it. And I'm, I want you to read it on your own. But I'm going to go right here to the end. Okay? Oops. All right, right here, halfway through verse 12, it says, All that I know is partial and incomplete, but then I will know everything completely, just as God now knows me, talking about it at the end when we get to woo, go to heaven, all right? It says right here, Three things will last forever, faith, hope, and love, and the greatest of these is love. So just remember, God is love. If you have God on the inside of you, you've got that love already. You just have to walk it out. And when times get tough, when you face a circumstance in life and you're not sure what to do, your answer is right there in your Bible, okay? All right. Anything else? That's... Awesome. Amen. Thank you guys so much. Stephen, you come up. And uh, Stephen looked at me when, when they were giving words at Mariah about being a worshiper, her mom being a worshiper. Stephen said, I'm a worshiper. <laughs> he is an amazing worshiper. He's just not a worship leader. He leads and he worships, but we keep them apart for everybody's <laughs> safety. Everybody's safer that way.
Amen. Stephen? I wasn't really prepared for a speech. Um. Congratulations, Daddy. <laughs> yeah. You got a baby boy, Judah Emmanuel. Thank you, thank you. Um, it's been a really exciting week, just as I just shared. Uh, I'm so super stoked I got my little baby boy. He's amazing. He's, he's kind of like his dad. He's laid back. No worries. <laughs> Man, he's only like three days old, three or four days old. He's already living the dream. Life is sweet. Um, um, and it's, uh, it's an honor to... Take the torch from Don and Jonathan. They did a phenomenal job with the River Kids. Um, you know, we uh, we met uh, last week, week before, maybe the week before. They all run together now. Uh, <laughs> you know, and it was just so sweet what we shared in our in our conversation with each other. And you know, it was just it was really honorable to me, and I, and I hope so with them. Just how you know that they've taught my kids and I've taught their kids and it's just Amen. you know the the love and respect and the honor that we have for each other and you know it's 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 been an honor to have them pour into my baby girl you know ever since she was really really small I mean and it they've did a phenomenal job uh yeah thank you guys so much Amen. for that um yeah Amen. I'm very excited to <laughs> <laughs> to do the river kids now and uh, see where God goes with this. And I, I'm stoked, super stoked. It's his happy face. It's fine. <laughs> Thank you, Stephen. Amen. Love you. But let's pray over them, all of them. Father, we love you, and we thank you so much for your amazing love. God, even as Jonathan shared out of 1 Corinthians 13, what real love looks like. God, I thank you for the love that they've poured on our kids Lord, and especially these two, Sarah and Mariah, Lord, we thank you for what you have in store for them as they're growing and maturing. We thank you for the gifts and the callings that are on the inside of them. Thank you, Lord, that what's been sown into them, and even now as they're, uh, Lord, they carry that in, with them into the youth ministry. So, Lord, we're, we thank you for that. Thank you for, Lord, today as the passing of the torch from Jonathan and Dawn, and as we've been evident here today of their love and passion for these young people. Lord, we thank you that that will just be this, the floor, Lord, that Stephen builds upon to go higher for you and for our kids. So, Lord, we pray over them, God, at this time of transition. We pray blessing over both of them, that, God, this is a, is a, a new day. And, Lord, even as we said, it's move up Sunday in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Okay, yeah, I was going to do that. I'm glad you said that. Uh, if anybody has a word for the, these young ladies. It was actually more for you. For, oh, it's for the adults. Well, that's good, too. Sorry, it's for you, really, Stephen, you. Um, seems on, like, Steve. I'll come back up here for this. Um, it's, I didn't know anything about the switch out from you guys to Stephen. I didn't know anything about that. But as soon as you started saying it, I all, of, all of a sudden, automatically, it came up in me, the passing of the mantle. Yeah. And it made me think of Elijah and Elisha yeah. about how Elijah was such a strong prophet for Israel, did a lot of super things, but Elisha wanted a double portion of what yeah. Elijah had. And as soon as Eli they both knew today's the last day and that Elisha wanted it, yeah. that it passed 
the mantle passed from Elijah to Elisha. Amen. When you guys walked up, when you were walking up and you guys hugged, it was like it passed. Come on. You guys had one more thing to do with the girls, but the power that was on you guys just passed to Stephen for the kids. Come on. That's good. Man, I hope y'all got that because it wrecked me on the way across. Wow. And yeah, that was good. Come on. Any, all right, for the adults or the kids, anybody have anything? Sam? Okay, for those two. Um, that, what Jonathan, I just got to give a little history here. When Jonathan talked about he got Sam a new living translation, when they would be in class, Jonathan would read something from the Bible and Sam would say, that's wrong. He'd say, what do you mean that's wrong? He said, that's not the way it says it. And then Sam would quote it to him and read it from his Bible. So instead of Jonathan changing, he's trying to convert Samuel over to the New Living Translation. He said, here, this way when I say that read the Bible, you'll be right now. (laughs) Well, um, I remember when I was uh, graduating from Children's Church, and, and you... You got me, David, and Zach up there, and you're talking about how David, how David, um, when he was anointed king, how he was the smallest, and how the smallest can on, can do that? great things. How you can look around, and and all you see is the tall people and the great people, but if you notice the small people, they're still doing great things. Amen. And I thought I wanted to let him know that because he's, he's definitely <laughs> so small. <laughs> Who said that, Jim? That's not, that's not why. I wanted <laughs> You can stand up here with me. Because. Up here. No, that's not why. Because, <laughs> because he was definitely a big, that was definitely a big impact in, in later on. in my life because. Come on, that's sweet. You're just so awesome. Thank you, Sam. That's awesome. Dude. Oh. Amen. Come on. That's good stuff. Anyone else? Um, for Mariah, um, it's awesome because God is so good. He flows together. Um, he's the same Holy Spirit flowing through us. And I want you guys to look at the screen. Um, that's what I see for Mariah. She has a blazing heart yeah. of intimacy. What you're, what you're seeing on Mariah, yes, she's a worshiper, but Mariah, you have such an intimacy with God that yeah. other people don't get. You yeah. get it. You have a huge heart for the Lord. There's such a blazing intimacy inside of you. You don't want fake. You don't want uh, a replica of what he is. You want God. That's who you are. So, yeah, you're a worshiper, but not like anybody else you've ever known. You have that blazing intimacy of God. So I bless you um, with that. And Sarah, wow, Um, you're a princess. You know that's what Sarah (laughs) means, right? Amen. That's precious. (laughs) Um, You're not in the way. You're part of the way. Amen. When I say part of the way, Sarah with Abraham was a mother of many nations. Mm, he couldn't right. have done it without Sarah. Right. 
That's good. And she was named many things. She was told she was barren. Yeah. When Abraham tried to give her to Pharaoh, Pharaoh didn't want her because she was so beautiful. He couldn't have her around because it brought plagues. And it brought, am I not right? She, it brought plagues and problems to the kingdom because she wasn't where she was supposed to be. She wasn't supposed to be there. So don't let people label you like they labeled her. So she walked until she was in her 90s, not even believing who she really was. But then because God believed who she was and who God created her to be, she became a woman of many nations. Without her, we wouldn't be here. I mean, because of her, she created great and mighty things through her. So who you are may be different, but it's who God's called you to be. Amen. So look to him. Um, and yes, don't receive any labels that are not from God. Amen. So I wanted to bless you with that. And when we were praying earlier, I'll go ahead and share now, because this is for the graduates as well. Um, I saw when the pastor was um, praying and we were in the room talking about moving up, I could see that this has been a time for even the graduates and, and you guys that you've been sowed into. You've been growing. It's been that seed that's been growing. When, you know, you plant a seed, it gets watered. It gets the sunshine. Um, you guys get just poured into. Um, and then as, as, and that's exactly what's been going on. So now it's time to move out. It's time to grow in, in, in that fruit to come forth just like a seed does. And when I was sitting there praying about that and meditating on that, that's what Jesus did. You know, just like Mary and Joseph with Dawn and, uh, Jonathan, uh, it's that parallel, You've been with um, Dawn and Jonathan, and he's been growing. And the Lord took me to Luke chapter 2. And verse 39 says, And and when they had done everything, and I read the Amplified, according to the law, so it's not going to be in your Bible the way it's in mine. (laughs) So don't tell me I'm wrong. (laughs) (laughs) To the law of the Lord, they went back into Galilee to their own town, to Nazareth. And the child grew. This is exactly what you guys have been doing. And the child grew and became strong in spirit, filled with wisdom and the grace, favor, and spiritual blessing of God was upon him. Amen. And that's where you guys are now. You want more, and God's going to give you more. Just like Jesus, when they went to town and he stayed in the synagogue, that's what you guys are hungering and, and, and desiring more. He's going to give it to you. Amen. So I wanted to bless you with that. And then for the graduates from high school, Um, you know, verse 52 says, well, 51, and he went down with them and came to Nazareth and was habitually obedient to them. He went back home with them, right? He was habitually obedient to them. Lord Jesus, turn the page. Okay. And was habitually obedient to them. And his mother kept closely and persistently guarded all these things in her heart. And Jesus increased in wisdom and broad and full understanding and in stature and in years, and in favor with God and with man. And then after that, he went forth. And, and you couldn't get him out of the synagogues at that point because he left Amen. home. So that's what you guys are doing now is going forth and being who God's called you to be, just like Jesus did flowing through you guys. And I'm looking at Melita because I don't know where anybody else is. So anyways, amen. Sorry. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Anyone else? Yes. Julie, I noticed when we were doing our backgrounds, it's like, okay, we're at the same colors. It was just wild because right. it, was just, it was fire. And then we looked over in the same corner. 
Oh, wow. So it's like a new fire. Come on. A new fire over the city, the keeper of the light. Amen. And just amazing new things. It's Amen. A new fire is falling. Come on. Amen. Come on. Yeah. Over our young people, our church, over y'all, you all, we in the South, y'all. All right. All right. Thanks, guys. Let's give them up for them one more time. That might be wet. Don't touch it. You can be seen. That's awesome. Amen. Well, man, the Lord is so good. Also, uh, <laughs> come on up, Abby, Tina. Abby's moving out, out up too. She's graduating out of the toddler room. Into, I'm just kidding. <laughs> We're taking kidding. over the youth. Yeah, we are. <laughs> <laughs> I'm leaving that alone. No, um, today we are, I am, we are passing the torch of the toddler class to Miss Abby. Um, yes. Abby has been with us for several years now, and she has served in um, the toddler class, and she has done an amazing job. She um, helps. She is a teacher at assistant at um, Western, and she does a phenomenal job. And we have watched her over the last year or so working with the kids and how she has just a gift with the kids. She's the child with her. <laughs> yeah. She's the child with her, yes. So, um... We have talked to Abby several times, and she has prayed about it, and she is going to take over our toddler class, and I am just so excited about it, and she wants to share. Oh, goodness gracious. <clears throat> um, it's such an honor and privilege to work with them. Um, it's amazing when on any given Sunday that I serve, and I'm sure any of the volunteers that do. Yes, we're back there teaching, but there's so much that the Lord teaches us through those children, and it is so true. It's it's not just a verse in the Bible or a cliche, but it is true when it says a child shall lead them. Because when we look at a child, we're looking at the very essence in the heart of God because of the innocence that they have. What a privilege it is to be back there and be a part of that. And I'm sorry, I'm trying not to tear up because I'm very passionate about it. Um, so I just count it such a privilege to be able to... Um, Take the, take the torch, and I'll, I'll still be gleaning from her <laughs> and leaning on her as we're serving in the youth ministry together and while I'm doing this. <laughs> but I'm so happy. I've been praying for a while. Lord, where is my place? I want to know where my place is. Let me rephrase that. Where is your place for me? That's, that's what I meant. It's not about my place or your place or our identity, what our identity is in ministry. What is your place for me, God? I want to know. I want to be effective. I want you to use me. Make me pliable. Let me, let me be that clay that you need me to be for your kingdom to reach whoever it is, no matter what age, that, that you would have me to serve. And so here we go. So, <laughs> and that's it. So I thank you all 
for your confidence in me to be able to take this by the reins. I don't take that lightly, and I just want to say thank you.